Hey y'all, welcome back to the Modern Mix Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Bowie. Is parallel processing the secret sauce to producing a great sounding mix? I think it is. So let's discuss. this a little bit different. I've got the camera rolling, so it's just going to be recording me, recording the podcast, and we'll see if this is a format that I stick with, but I don't know. We may cut it out, but let's just see how this thing goes for now. So right off the bat, I just want to give a shout out to the sponsor of today's episode, The Modern Mix. The new Modern Mix vocal course is out, and it's giving you the best techniques to mix commercial sounding vocals in any genre of music you are mixing. Four plus hours of mixing four different styles of vocals. You can download the Modern Mix vocal course at fairairmusic.com today. Before we deep dive into parallel processing, let's get into the history of this technique first. Now, a basic definition, I guess, of parallel processing is to take a signal piece of audio, your audio track, and process, let's say compress, the copy differently, separately than that original piece of audio. And then blend those together to achieve a sound that will help enhance that recorded track. So, who came up with parallel processing? Let's talk about that. Well, there isn't really a straightforward answer and it might depend on who you ask. So let's go over some of those possibilities. First is that parallel compression came from Dobley Laboratories in 1965. Okay, so I'm assuming that that's probably, you know, old school audio engineers in their white lab coats tinkering around with boxes that we know as compressors and all of that good analog gear and developed a technique that they dubbed parallel processing. I mean, that sounds, that sounds pretty possible. At least it's, you know, kind of there um, just a couple of years before maybe it was getting used, uh, like I'm familiar with uh, when it came about in the 70s which is our second possibility on who came up with parallel processing is from Motown engineer Lawrence Horn, who would use this parallel technique with the lead vocal. It's his technique that I use on my vocal parallel processing, where you're splitting out the vocal track and you're sending that to different channels and then you're processing those channels differently and then bringing all of those back in, blending them to achieve a certain sound that will then get be put back into the mix. That's very much how I process all of my vocals. And the last possibility is one that you've probably heard a lot, and that is coming from New York recording studios in the 70s and 80s. It's also where you're going to get the term New York style compression. It's just one of those things that maybe all of these people had a hand in coming up with. It kind of makes me think that, you know, whenever you have uh, this, just this great idea, and you think it's the next best best thing since sliced bread, right? But then you come to find out somebody else has already come up with that idea. So, you know, and knowing how recording studios work and how engineers talk with one another, 
musicians go back and forth, touring, you know, what did you do in the studio? How did you get that sound? I feel like maybe a, it's just, it's a combination of all of these things. But I believe the main thing to take away from this is that this is the time period, right? The time period when we started to get some of those amazing sounding records. The ones that still make the best of list. You know, when Rolling Stones comes out with their best albums of ever. These are all the albums that from, you know, the late 60s all the way to right at the late 70s, maybe early 80s. It's the ones that we talk about, just sounding the best, the best sonic characteristics, just, just, the, just the whole vibe of those records. And so I'm pretty sure it's safe to say that parallel processing probably had a lot to do with that. Uh, a lot of these techniques were being applied to the records of this time period. So I think that's pretty cool. You know, that's one of the reasons that I like to use it. I mean, it's been proven time and time again. So how does, how does parallel processing work? How do we set up our tracks for parallel processing? Well, the most common way of parallel processing is parallel compression, right? And a common way of setting that up is to just take a track and duplicate it. However, I find some problems with that. One, and maybe it's not such a problem these days, but if you're duplicating an audio track, well, then you're adding a whole other audio track, right? So you're adding a lot more, you know, stress to the DAW, depending on how many tracks you already have. And you're going to be processing that. So you're putting, you're putting plugins directly on that duplicate track, and then you're going to process it and then blend it in with the other one. How I like to set those up is by setting up a couple of auxes. So let's take, for example, a kick drum. I've got my, my kick drum track, and I'm sending that. I have some sends that I'm, that I'm sending a copy, pre-fader, to my parallel processing tracks, the aux tracks. And I've got a compressor, one on each of those, because I use two different ones. And so I'm just sending a copy of that. Now, if I had a duplicate, if I needed to, you know, parallel process all of my drums, so I've got kick, snare, let's say tom one, tom two, tom three, and I'm, have, I'm going to use the duplicate, you know, technique of that, then I'm duplicating a lot of tracks. And then I would have to add my plugins, my compression plugins on each of those. But by using the method that I use, kind of the one that comes from Motown engineer Lawrence Horn, because, you know, we're splitting things off. We're not using multiple outputs because a lot of dolls don't even allow you to use multiple outputs. In fact, the only ones that I can think of are Pro Tools and Luna that I use. Everything else you're having to use sends. So I'm trying to get away from using multiple outs, but... Um, this way I can still, I can send that pre-fader. So, you know, the level that I, that I am coming out of the kick, my, my original track, isn't affecting how I'm sending that to my parallel compression. So that's how I like to set things up. And I've got, you know, mine set up in a way where I know if I'm hitting my compressors at this 
setting, then I know exactly how much of that return from that compression is coming back into my overall mix. And if you'd like to know more about that, then you can check out some of my template videos. I'll go over that. And if you, you know, download any of the templates, then I have a worksheet that a PDF that shows you exactly how that is all set up and calibrated. But back to parallel processing. So what are we trying to achieve with that? Well, really we're trying to even everything out. We're, we're trying to even out all of those tracks. So that's what mixing is, right? We're, we're trying to find a balance of everything and how it works well together. So with my drums, you know, everything might sound good on its own, but when you put it in the mix, some things get buried. And so if I can add parallel compression to my snare or some toms maybe, even even uh, overheads, I've, I've got that going to, you know, one of my parallel compression tracks, then I can control how I'm blending all that. And I'm not just increasing or decreasing the output level, the volume of it. Because if you start to do that, then you're really throwing things off balance. But with parallel compression, we're thickening up, you know, if you can imagine an, an audio file and how it looks, how you got your peaks, and then it's, it's very thick, it's very dense there in the middle, and then you've got your peaks. You're bringing out that middle part. You're increasing that middle part with the parallel compression, really. And then your original track, you know, keeps all of the transients and the excitement there. And we're just enhancing everything right there in that middle. It's kind of, it's, it's not ex exact, but if, if it's kind of giving you a little bit of a visual on how that's going down. And it just sounds so much better. It's just evening things out, making it sound more punchy. But it really does work wonders. It's, it's kind of like the, like the magic sauce. It's like that special sauce, a little secret on how to get better sounding mixes. I really believe it. This is the technique, like I've said, that uh, you know my mixing foundation is based on. It's how I design my mixing templates. I use it on every single mix, no matter the genre. It, every time it works, that's why I say it is the secret sauce to mixing. It's, you know, it's just going to get me what I want every time. Now, I may have to adjust it a little bit, but that's the technique. And anytime that I get a, a session to critique from some for somebody, I'm always asking them, hey, I know what you're missing. I know why you think this sounds thin. I know why you think things sound displaced. That's because you're not using any parallel processing, parallel compression. It's especially crucial when we're mixing in a digital realm in our DAWs because we're already lacking that analog transformer circuitry, right? That's adding saturation and warmth. I truly believe that parallel processing is the key to that commercial sound that we're all used to and that we love. It's, 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 it's the sound that we're always comparing things to. We're always referencing. It's very rare that somebody actually sends me something from the 90s and from the 80s as a reference track. You know, it's always this, you know, 67 to about 77, that, that time frame. And that's just really where this technique took off and, and started getting a lot of attention, at least inside the audio community. So if you haven't already, I would suggest trying this technique out. I think this is something that you can really benefit from 
you can't do it wrong, right? Try the, the du you know, duplicating the track, but also try just using a send. Just having whatever track that you want to parallel process, put a send on there, put it in prefader, and send that to an aux. And put your favorite compressor, the one that you know, the one that you've you know tried out, that you've tested, and, and that you think makes everything sound better, put that one on there and send your audio to it. That's all you have to do. Take the return, take the fader of that compression track and blend it in. Blend it in till it starts to just sound better. And then mute it. You know, take it in and out, A and B it, and just listen to the difference that it's making. Yeah, it's going to sound louder. It is adding back in overall gain. But just listen to what that gain is doing. And even compare just turning up like the original signal and then A and B or bring in and out that parallel. It's different. It's going to be different. And then the, you're going to know that that parallel is sounds 10 times better. But anyways, that's just a little bit of a background on parallel processing and compression. Now, you don't just have to use compression. You can use, you know, anything. I will do this with saturation on my vocals. And I tell you, you, you can add a lot of saturation back in in parallel fashion. And you think it's a lot, but it's, it really makes the vocal sound a, a hell of a lot better, especially if you're recording, you know, in your home studio and you don't have a lot of analog gear because, you know, we're, the analog gear is kind of is what we're adding back in by using this technique. And we're using plugins, but I'm not using, you know, a stock or even a FabFilter EQ. I'm using analog emulation plugins, compressors and stuff. So trying to we're just trying to add back in that feel. And a lot of times when we record we're not using that. We're not using a lot of analog gear. A lot of us don't have it, but a lot of us don't need it. You don't need it. And so when, when I get tracks that are recorded and I get them to mix, I can tell right off the back how they were, were recorded, you know, an idea of what was used, whether there was some sort of analog mic pre or, you know, if they just went in through some sort of simulation or or if they didn't have anything at all. And I'll add that in. I, I can add that back in. I can add that missing element. I can blend it and get as close as you can to, you know, those records that, have, that I'm talking about when this whole technique was coming about. I truly believe that parallel processing is the key to commercial sounding records. So try that out. See what you think. I'd love to to hear, you know, what, what all of y'all think about, about this technique. If you use it, if you don't, if you, if you were excited about trying it, you didn't know anything about it before, let me know. And as promised, just for listening to this episode, I want to give you a free gift. It's my start to finish guide for creating a song. You can follow the link in the show notes here, or if you're watching on YouTube, you can also download some of that free content right here. I've got links to all of that all of that to the website as well, along with some great premium content.
All right, y'all. Thanks so much for stopping by for this episode of the Modern Mix Podcast. And remember, music has value. It's up to us to keep it that way.